thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to The Healthy Shift Worker with your host, Audra Starkey. Hello and welcome to the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. My name is Audra Starkey and I'm here to help you to manage some of the toughest challenges we face whilst working 24-7. We're going to be mixing things up a bit in today's podcast as we talk about something completely different um, to what I've normally spoken about in the past. But this particular topic is so incredibly relevant and valuable when it comes to our well-being. And the topic that I'm referring to is called Happy People, which... The name in itself, you know, sounds like an awesome initiative because I'm sure we can all agree that, you know, when we're happy um, in our workplace, um, you know, work doesn't feel quite so bad. In fact, it can actually even become fun, um, you know, which is pretty awesome, you know, when we're getting paid for it as well. But to talk more about happy people, I've invited Sharon Richens from Happy Body at Work to speak with us today. Sharon is an experienced physiotherapist with a passion for best practice injury management strategies workplace well-being and employee resilient programs. In 2014, Sharon was invited to partner with the ABC Commercial, uh, which obviously is an offshoot of the Australian Broadcasting Corporation, to deliver Happy Body at Work, which is an evidence-based wellness program designed for workplaces seeking to improve energy, resilience and performance of their people. So to tell us more about happy people and what's involved, I'd like to give a warm, healthy shift worker welcome to Sharon. Thank you, Audra. Thanks so much for having me. It's great. And look, I know that, um, you know, you're, you're currently um, en route between your hometown and Sydney and you're, you're, you're parking over the side of the road to be on this <laughs> podcast. So I really do appreciate you, your, your, um, yeah, for, for being with us um, today. And look, I can't. I can't wait to talk to you about this topic, um, Sharon, because as a trainer myself, that is my background. But we all know that, you know, a happy workforce is going to be way more productive when staff are, you know, are feeling well um, and Mm. morale is really high. Would you agree? Uh, Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's been such a change in the landscape for employers in terms of this whole well-being, you know, um, peace and understanding. You know, I think if we go back even up until sort of five and six years ago that well-being, you know, employee well-being was something that was starting to be talked about and it was really probably seen as something that was really a bit of a fluffy add-on, if I could explain it that way, you know, something that, that employees or, sorry, employers should do. And now, but we're just really understanding how how important that is um, for a whole range of things. Um, you know, most importantly, um, the actually well-being of employees at a workplace, but even things like the culture of the workplace, um, looking at, at, at issues extending into, you know, how it impacts on sick leave, um, presenteeism, all those sorts of things. It's just becoming an, in, an increasingly important issue for employers to look at. Mm, well, that's, yeah, look, that's definitely uh, music um, to my ears, that's for sure. But before we get um, stuck into um, the podcast, Sharon, I just want to put things into context for our listeners and, and probably, you know, yourself, because you may not be aware of this, but I posted a link to an article uh, from the Royal Women's Hospital, which is based in Melbourne, on my Facebook page um, called The Healthy okay. Shift Worker. Yeah. And the title of that article was called Pilot Program Launched to Support Hospital Shift Workers. Now, when I put yes. that up there, that 
there was a huge response. Um, you know, just when I, you know, I myself read it, I, I, I became so incredibly excited because I thought, well, finally, there's somebody else out mm. there that's trying to improve, you know, the health and well-being of, of shift workers. But we'll get into the specifics shortly. I suppose, you know, what I'd like to, I guess, begin with um, is, Sharon, just for our listeners to learn a little bit about um, yourself because I mean I guess what made you become so interested in I guess physiotherapy to begin with and then workplace well-being yeah absolutely and look it has been a journey um, I guess my background started that I was working in um, so I spent the first year of my um, career once I became qualified as a physiotherapist in the hospital system. So I, I worked at St George Hospital. I then found myself working in private in the private practice, and I had a real focus on musculoskeletal um, injury. And I ended up having my own private practice for about ten years. And basically, it was during that time that I really became, I guess, perplexed was the word at the time mm. <laughs> um, about understanding about so you know typically what would happen is that a patient would come into me with either a work-related or a non-work-related injury they'd have their back pain or their neck pain or their shoulder injury and, and you know they would lay on the the the, the plinth or the tr- treatment couch in front of me and although I was you know focused or because I was trained to to diagnose you know their musculoskeletal injury and to treat that my patients would be talking to me about all of the other things that were going on in their life, whether that be their relationships at work, um, whether they enjoyed their work or not, the, you know, what was happening in their home life. And I used to stand there thinking, I'm just not sure that mobilising this person's you know, particular um, muscle or ligament or facet joint or whatever it was that I was taught to do is really going to make a difference to this because there's just so much more going on to this. And you, so that led me on a journey to really try and understand um, more about, I guess, the pain experience and and down the, down the track of sort of injury prevention. Uh, and then I became involved and I worked for about 10 years in the area of occupational injury management and, and rehab. So working, rather than working with people at the breakdown point, which is what you do when you're in private practice, trying to look at going into workplaces. So I had a lot of years of uh, working with employers in terms of um, managing, helping people get back to work after an injury, but less hands-on. And then also looking at injury prevention and and that's where I guess my my interest and really yearning to to understand more around well-being uh, came about and and on a personal level I have a real interest in in health and and nutrition and and well-being as in for myself and I guess those two worlds sort of collided really um, about four years ago and that's when I was very fortunate enough to cross paths with Anna Louise Bouvier who is also a physiotherapist and she's the founder of a program uh, called Happy Body at Work. And at the time when when um, we met, I in my own at that point I had my own business, uh, which is based in Young, which is regional New South Wales. And I was looking for or deciding um, what we were going to do about this increasing demand around well-being by a lot of our clients. Mm. And I came across a program called Happy Body at Work that was in its very early infancy days uh, at the ABC and contacted Anna Louise and um, we just struck up a 
a, a great discussion really it was sort of really I think the joining of um, like-minded souls to be to, if I could mm. put it that way and then I was very fortunate to be invited to then to come on board to be a partner for uh, the Happy Body at Work program so that that started about four years ago and at that time um, our focus was very much on the growing body of research uh, which is uh, very strong around the impact that our sedentary lifestyle and sedentary behaviours is having on our overall uh, well-being and, and 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 health outcomes, and you know there's a lot of growing uh, research that has come come about in the last sort of five to ten years around, you know just how much more time we are spending sitting, both in a work capacity and and uh, personal life, and and you know what impact that's having um, on poorer health outcomes. So we we launched a program which was actually called Happy Body at Work, which is actually also our, our overarching sort of uh, business name as well now. But at that time, we had a focus on looking at, at daily lifestyle habits and helping people really, I guess, unpack and understand their, their habits around movement and sitting and sleep and stress. And at that time, we actually ran a pilot program at the Royal Women's Hospital. <laughs> so Tanya Farrell, who is the executive director of the Royal Women's Hospital, we had actually worked together way back in my very first early days at St George Hospital. Uh, so my, you know, going back 20 years ago. <laughs> and we then crossed paths all of these years later um, because she heard about what we were doing and said I'd really like to run a, a pilot program within my administrative staff. I've never seen anything like this. So we ran a program about two years ago uh, with with a a group of sedentary workers within the, within her hospital it was very successful. Um, but essentially, Tanya came to me and said, "Look, I really love what you've done here, but what I'd really, really love to do, and what I'm really, really passionate about, is my nurses and midwives. And you know, is that how could we do this? So that really just started off about two years ago. Her and I having you know hours of discussion and and in consultation with Anna Louise." Around how could we, how could we um, basically, you know, build a program or a, a campaign or an offering that was that was scalable that we could roll out to nurses and midwives on a very broad scale and how could we really, as Tanya, you know, was so passionate about how do we address well-being in the 24-hour um, mm. shift workers of nurses and midwives? So we took that idea uh, to the Department of um, Health and Human Services, uh, which was backed by the Victorian government. And we took that idea to them about two years ago and said, look, this is an idea that we've got. And uh, they backed us, uh, which was really wonderful and really exciting because nothing had ever been done, um, you know, in, in that arena before. So that led to the creation of Happy People uh, a version of Happy People, uh, which I'll probably no doubt talk about, which but specifically um, the content has been written for nurses and midwives and, and 24-hour shift workers. So in, that, in the program, we look at um, the key lifestyle areas of sleep, mood, stress and energy and really helping people understand how their daily habits in those areas of sleep, mood, stress and energy really impact on their overall well-being. Mm, gee, I, I, I love that, Sharon, because I think 
um, you know, those particular areas that you mentioned, you know, the mood, the energy, the stress and sleep, it is incredibly relevant for anyone, regardless of if you work mm. shift work at all. But when you combine, when you do work shift, those effects can become magnified or amplified, whatever word you want to use, because of that, this ongoing um, sleep disruptive lifestyle. And I don't think that there's many people out there that really understand that and really appreciate you know some of the effects and you know I've sort of I mentioned this often you know unless you work shift work yourself you can never really have a true appreciation of just how incredibly hard it is so I really um, you know admire the, mm. the, um, the the way that this program seems to be um, you know addressing you know these these key things because they just have such a flow on effect uh, not only in the workplace and obviously in our productivity but in our in our home life as well so yeah absolutely and 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 that's very much what we talk about Aldrys is in terms of it's not only about you know, being the best version of yourself at work, mm. <laughs> but it's about taking how do we help you take a better version of yourself home as well at the end of a shift, oh, and how do great. you, you know, how do you how do you back up? So our our, you know, we're very much about it's it's not about you know just work, um, it, you know, life is work, <laughs> mm. and it's about you know how do you um, how do you take a better version of yourself home as well? Because I think for a lot of um, nurses and midwives, if you know, if, and, and and when you're working in a career where you are patient facing or customer interacting, yeah, or you know, public health, those types of things, you really, um, you know, it's very demanding. You are, um, and and everything traditionally that's been done in that space is is there's a lot around improving the patient experience, which is incredibly important, and it's a big focus of of health, at, you know, in in the current. Um, sort of environment and and that is very important about improving patient outcomes and improving the quality of services that's delivered to patients but you've also got to we've got to go it's like we've taken a step back and say well how can we expect our nurses and midwives to deliver an excellent um, you know patient service if they themselves are feeling really messy or they themselves haven't slept well for four nights in a row or they're dealing with, you know, at times difficult patients or complicated situation, you know, complicated medical situations that are highly stressful. How do you do that day after day after day, and but but still keep putting your best foot forward, really? And 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 you know, and that can impact on all sorts of things. Your ability to make, you know, good clinical decisions. Your ability to to be able to to switch off and sleep at the end. I think that's a huge issue, mm. um, you know, for nurses and midwives. You know, when you've had an incredibly busy night shift, and goodness knows what you've had to deal with. And you know, for a lot of people, then they finish work at six o'clock. They've got to go home and put on their their parental hat, whether yeah. that's being a mother or a yeah. father. <laughs> They've then got to be a parent and perhaps get children off to school or up into childcare or whatever it might be. And then they've got to somehow go to sleep <laughs> and and then back up and do that all again and maybe again and again and again, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it's really um, – it, it's about what, you know, we really aim to do is help people understand how their – what their daily habits are around, their, you know, around their choices of – um, 
you know, sleep, how are they sleeping, um, what things are impacting on their mood, perhaps what food choices they're making, you know, and that, that's a really challenging area um, for shift workers as well, as, as I know you would fully understand. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And um, you, when you're, you're mentioning before, um, Sharon, about, uh, you know, no, like the, the pressures and the, um, as, as a nurse and midwife, that what they have to deal with, you know, physically and emotionally, I was talking to um, Gillian Clark, who um, heads up the Australian College of Midwives branch up here in um, Queensland, um, and she one thing that really kind of stuck with me, and it it does certainly apply across all boards of shift workers, I think, but those that work in the caring industry is that she said nurses and midwives are usually great at taking care of others, mm. but they but they're not so good at taking care of themselves. In other words, you know they absolutely. need help with that. So, and I yes, yeah, absolutely. And I thought what yeah what she said there really resonated, and you know yes, it definitely, and I, and I really do think it just applies across the board to many shift workers. But in saying that though, too, there's a lot of the shift working industry. Um, is made up of carers, you know, whether, you know, various different type of emergency services, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's huge. Um, And they they get into that industry because that's what they love to do. But unfortunately for a lot, you know, over time that because they're so good at doing what they do, they they tend to kind of um, not not um, intentionally, but, you know, their own health and well-being starts to fall apart because, yeah, they're obviously... Yeah, they're, yeah because they're well. giving, you know, they're giving all of their energy and all of their efforts to work. And exactly. so it's like they're a, a bit of a burnt-out crisp at the end of, end of the shift. And we talk about that, you know, we talk about within the program about, um, you know, firecracker energy and, and how, you know, often when you're feeling really tired or you're running on adrenaline... You know, often this, your 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 mode of choice or your energy of choice can be things like caffeine, mm. um, sugar, um, you know, poor quality fat, you know, fats, um, those sorts of food to keep giving you those energy bursts. Um, but you know, we know that they just they they lift you up very quickly and then they bring you down. Uh, but when you're feeling really tired and exhausted, you you tend to rely on those things more, and then that creates a vicious cycle um, around not being able to sleep as well because you've got a lot of you know caffeine and sugars and those sorts of things in your system to perhaps keep you awake at night, and and then our bodies get confused with knowing well, am I meant to be eating or am I meant to be sleeping? And you know, hormonally, which I know you've talked about, you know, all those sorts of things that come into play. Um, with shift work as well so it's about helping people understand what are their habits and I think it's also really important and and you know we come from a premise in the happy people program it's not about placing judgment on what you're currently doing and it's it's not about saying that what you're actually doing is wrong it's just giving you the space and and the time and and some tools really to look at your daily habits. Uh, So one of the things that we do in the Happy People program is that we we do a little daily quiz. So we ask you the question, you know, how did you sleep last night or or in your last, if you've just come off shift work, how's your mood today? How's your energy today? Um, And we ask you, you know, a a question, how's your stress today? You know, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're feeling under the pump. And we do a little mini quiz within within the program. The the content's actually delivered via a a browser-based app. And you you answer that and then you get a, a specific tip for the day. So if you've done the quiz and your sleep was terrible, but my stress is bad today. I'm going to end up with an with a with a different tip to what you're going to do. So it's about 
helping people create that link between you know what they're doing and 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 how they're feeling so that they start to understand uh, what they can do to, to help with their own own well-being mm, that's yeah that sounds really clever actually that was going to be my next question um, because you know to learn more about the actual specifics because I believe it's like a, a multimedia format um, how yeah so I'm really quite curious and, and this is where the feedback was from when I posted that um, link is that it was it was was awesome about what it said but it didn't really go into the specifics so Mm, I'd love mm. it if you just wouldn't mind I guess giving us a little bit of an overview of how it actually um, how it actually works yeah yeah it's a good it's a good question and we spent we basically spent um, most of 2016 um, sort of in the development phase of happy people wow Uh, and and essentially yeah we had a team of a whole range of people so app developers and graphic designers and content experts and gamification experts and all of those people all wrapped up together We, we literally had a team of sort of 15 people working on it um for most of 2016 so Essentially, the Happy People program is is delivered via a, a, a browser based app. Uh, so the the experience for the for the for the user for the nurse or the midwife in this context um, is like an app sitting on your phone. So okay. you, you, you download it. Yeah. Um, so it's not available to the consumer market. It, it's it's but it, it's part of a, a a program that an employer would roll out. So the app is a huge. Uh, a huge component of it. But I guess what's important is that it's not the only component of it. So we're not about saying, look, at your workplace, here's the app, you know, roll it out. We have a whole engagement strategy that that wraps around that as well. But just in very simple terms, you know, it's an app um, that you – and it's designed to be used just one to two minutes a day. So what happens is that there's a week. So at the beginning of the program, um, the participants do a pre-program survey. So it's an anonymous survey, uh, which is really important. Mm. And that's just about us helping to understand what what the group data is for that particular workplace. Um, and people are assigned to teams. So when you when you join up um, on that program, you're assigned to a team. So if we take, for example, the Royal Women's Hospital, they were grouped in teams according to their uh, to their ward or to the you know the particular unit that they were working on. Gotcha. They do a survey when they come in. Um, it de-identifies them, and they're asked questions around their sleep, their mood, their energy, and their stress. It's just a quick two-minute survey. Uh, we did a lot of user testing with a lot of nurses and midwives prior to, you know, with that survey. So we, we did a lot of uh, user testing and focus groups prior to the, the campaign starting so that we really made sure that we were speaking the right language and asking the right questions mm. to the nurses and midwives group. And then what happens is it launches with a week. So we have a week that's all about energy, a week all about mood, a week all about stress, and a week all about uh, sleep. So each week there's a different different focus, and what happens is every day you go into the app and you get a little a, a tip, a really practical tip around energy. One every day for the seven days, and then the same thing for mood, sleep, and stress. At the beginning of the week, there's just a very short little video which gives you a quick overview around what are the what are the themes, what are the main sort of tips and areas that we're looking at for that week. And then the other thing that we've done is is building a very personalised experience to that as well. So 
what happens every day is that you answer you you get asked four questions so it's how did you sleep last night how's your mood today how's your stress and how's your energy and you just answer those four quick little questions it literally takes about 10 seconds and then what happens is that there's a really complicated algorithm that kind of sits in the background and you get a personalised tip for you for that day. So if your sleep, let's just say your sleep was, was bad last night um, and you're feeling really, you know, really sort of tired and you haven't slept well, that's been your, mate, you'll get a different tip as opposed to myself if I'm more feeling, you know, overwhelmed um, today. Mm-hmm. So so the the, the algorithm, um, it, it builds as you go on and gives you different different tips. And so you don't, you don't keep getting the same tip, you get different tips that builds on. So it's all about helping you understand your, your daily lifestyle habits and how that's impacting on how you feel and, and your mood and your energy. That's Yeah, I love how personalised it is too, mm. Sharon. Yeah. yeah, so it's about and, – and then it's, you know, you might have a few days where your sleep's bad. Okay, it'll, it'll you know, you'll get tips for that, for your well-being for sleep. But that maybe, maybe then the next week it's more around, you know, more around stress or sleep. So mm. it actually it, – it's very individualised. And, and so the experience for yourself – doing the whole program may be a bit different. Um, you know, the, the tips and things that you'll get will, will speak to you depending on what your health uh, or what, what your wellbeing um, issues are at the time. Mm. And so what happens is that as you go along and and um, there's, a look, there's a whole layer of sort of fun and engagement wrapped around in all of that. So every time you engage with the app, uh, you get points and you spin points for your team oh, okay. and then there's a live leaderboard. So there's a whole game that, that's wrapped around the whole yep. thing as well, which is a real fun. So mm. what happens is that the different the different wards and different teams are competing against one another <laughs> for the duration of the game and there's a live leaderboard on the app as well. So you can see, so I can see that, you know, Sharon's team's beating your team <laughs> versus Tanya's team, etc. Yeah, yeah, and then there are prize, there are random prizes and, and a whole bunch of things as well. Yeah. Mm, that's great. And then, yeah, and then a post, a fun. yeah, then a post-program survey. Yeah, yeah. So we've literally just, um, we're at the post-program survey part at the moment for the Royal Women's and uh, we've actually partnered with Macquarie University as our external research partners in, in the pilot. And we are, they, will, they are starting to, to look at the, the data and we're, we're looking at presenting the research in October. Uh, which, which will be really fantastic. So really, you know, for the first time we'll have, um, you know, we, we'll have um, a very large sample size. Uh, we had 1,500 nurses and midwives participate across four different hospitals um, for this pilot with the Royal Women's. So the other participating hospitals were Peter McCallum Centre in Melbourne, uh, Melbourne Health or Royal Melbourne and Ballarat Health Service as well because we wanted to have a regional site as part of the pilot. That's a good idea. Yeah, give you a bit more accurate um, yeah, data. I really also like, um, Sharon, by the sound of it, it's, it's, um, it's brilliant content but it's also just like I like how it's a little bit drip-fed and it's not so much that it's going to overwhelm somebody because I think we need to be mindful that you know these nurses and midwives they're already quite overwhelmed and biologically stressed and you know already got a lot going on as it is so the fact that you're 
you're kind of keeping it um, in, a, in a simple kind of way that doesn't it, it does involve them I'm assuming that to take some action because we know nothing changes unless we take that action but only you know baby steps is that correct absolutely absolutely mm. yeah and th- and that's a really important um, component of of the program because too often people um, can sort of start off on a bit of a well-being journey and yeah. and try and change everything at once yeah. and, and it's not about that it's just making very small changes to your to your daily habits and you know what we know from the research <clears throat> excuse me is that you know, by, by changing just one small, you know, habit at a time, that leads to another habit which can lead to, an, you know, you know, for example, if you sleep just a little bit better, you'll manage stress just a little bit better. Yeah. If you sleep mm. just a little bit better, your energy will be just that little bit better and you'll feel like moving just a little bit more. You know, ev- everything's all in, interrelated. Um, so it's about bringing it back and making just making very small changes um, because that's the key to, that's the key to habit change and it's the key to sustainable change as well. Mm, yeah, brilliant. So mm. when you get the results from um, this first pilot program, Sean, where mm-hmm. where are you um, intending um, to take this from here? Is it something that you're hoping to roll out amongst amongst other? Uh, hospitals uh, within Australia, other shift-working workplaces. I'm, I'm just really quite intrigued and I'm sure yeah, this are too. All, <laughs> well, all, all of the above really. Okay. Um, so we, we certainly um, – so as part of the post-program evaluation, uh, we are also um, running some focus groups as well to, to look at, um, you know, to make sure in terms of the content and the experience and – you know, already we've learnt some things along the way, as you do when you run a run a pilot of this size. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things, the really important takeaways that we've learnt so far is is just the importance uh, around. So, you know, nurses and midwives are typically very very busy on their shifts, um, and we one of the the key concepts that we we teach people in the program is is. Um, using your huff and puff exercise. So getting a short burst, um, just maybe a minute of higher intensity exercise. So maybe that's a, a really sh- um, uh, a quick a quick walk around the ward or up and down a flight of stairs or a quick walk to the toilets, you know, at, at the lower level just to get a, a minute or so of just higher intensity mm. exercise because there's, there's a lot of evidence to show that that really helps you uh, manage stress, so it helps you get the stress out of your body. It helps clear your mind, and uh, that also helps you sleep as well. You get a better, better quality sleep if you can, you know, get that stress out of your body at the end of the shift. And it becomes a bit of a vicious cycle because if you've just worked an, an eight-hour, you know, nine-hour shift and you've been on your feet the whole time, mm. sometimes the last thing you feel like doing is is a bit of exercise. So that, so that, but still, it is important for for people, it, and it can be a really helpful, practical, simple strategy that just a cup, you know, a minute or two of just you know fast walking or up and down stairs at the end of a shift just to help you know get that stress out of their body is helpful. However, there are also times where one of the best things to help you deal with the stress that you've had during your shift or at the end of your shift might be to actually quieten your mind Mm. and to actually sit quietly and to calm your breath 
and and to slow your breathing down. And we have we do have messaging and, and tips around all of that in the app. And I but I think what we've taken away from this pilot is that we probably we just need a little bit more of, of that. Mm, because okay. that's equally yeah. as important mm. as the huff and puff. But it's also about helping people understand, you know, maybe at different times they need to trial different things. And they also, it's a very individual experience. It's a bit like, well, try what works for you and trust your own judgment because sometimes you actually need, it's not for me to tell you what it is that you need every time. It's for you to experience it and trial it. Try something different, see what works for you. And that keep and then keep that as part of your toolbox kit so that you, you can, you can use that when, when you need to. Yeah, I think that's an important um, point, Sharon, because, you know, a lot of us, you know, some people really like the high intensity stuff or Mm. other people prefer Mm. the more calming thing to kind of deal with stress. And yeah, I'm sure, you know, if I sort of mentioned to some gym gym junkie that, you know, I think you should be, you know, doing more yoga and meditation, you know, often they get, you know, roll their eyes at me or something like that. or I get the evil stare back at me, um, you know, daring, suggesting that kind of thing. And so I think we need to be appreciative of of each other's, although there is more and more research out there, as I'm sure you would agree of, yeah, the benefits of the things like the diagrammatic breathing, that four, seven, eight breathing technique to help calm. Um, that nervous system down um, which yes. is which is so so important in in times of stress but interestingly too I remember coming across um, oh, I have to dig dig around for it now but some research on um, you know for sleep deprived people that around that 3am um, time when they're wanting to reach for a, the caffeine just by yes. going for like a five minute walk up and down the stairs can actually yes, yes. help to offset that <laughs> that sort of yes. um, craving for that caffeine hit again, like the actual results were the same, like a, the benefit. Yes. And I thought, wow, that, that's a good thing. But as you said, it, it it depends on your circumstances and the individual. And But it's definitely, at the end of the day, I think with what you're doing, you're, at least you're, you're giving people options that this is what yes. you could do. Now you can choose it to, you know, tailor your own life because a lot of people don't, you know, aren't aware about it because as we know, as carers, they help everyone else, but they're not so good at, you know helping themselves absolutely and it's just sort of creating that little space and time and really nearly permission when you're in a caring work yeah. caring profession that it is okay to think about yourself yeah <laughs> uh, and I think that was really you know favorably um yeah that was it was a great thing to be able to say to the nurses and midwives in this program this is actually just all about you mm. you know it, and and it's actually Yes, it, it is inadvertently about your patients because if you're looking after yourself, you can, you can also you know deliver a better patient experience to your patients. But but we're actually really concerned, and and this is a program that that is just all about you and 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 focusing on you. And as I said, not focusing on you just at work, but that person that you take home um, at the end of the day as well. And you know, for a lot of nurses and and midwives, it's it's helping them understand their, their patterns around um, illness as well. You know, they typically get sick on the first couple of days of a seven-day break. Yeah. Or, they, you know, they typically get sick the first three or four days of two weeks' worth of mm. annual leave, you know, because they're running so much on yep. adrenaline, yep. you know, to, to keep themselves going. So it's about saying, well, hey, if this is you, these are some things that you could do to really help, you know, help yourself manage that and, and try and 
stop yourself from getting to that to that tipping point and you know that language around um you know messy and magnificent is also a really and this has been a very strong outcome of the program um that we've had fed back to us so far is that people really struggle when you're in a caring profession to put up your hand to say I'm actually struggling (laughs) and so being able to say to people Mm. I'm actually feeling a bit messy today I'm, I, you know, I, I'm feeling messy is a really safe way of putting up your hand and saying I need a bit of help, and and that's um, that's been a really we've had a lot of positive feedback and and a lot of uptake around around just using that language amongst the nurses and midwives in their conversations with their unit managers and you know saying oh look sorry I didn't go that great yesterday I was I was actually feeling really messy myself because of you know something that happened at home or or whatever. But it's about creating a really safe and supportive environment for nurses and midwives to be able to talk about their own mental health and their own mental mm. well-being. Um, because, again, that's something that's often overlooked when we are working and expected to be in a, a caring you know, profession and putting on our, our best front forward all of the time to look after our patients. Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Uh, I'm, mm. I'm sure that there's shift workers listening right now that just want to reach through and give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I, I, you know, it's been an incredible privilege. It really has to be part of the, the program and, you know, look, it, watch this space because it's in its very early days in terms of, um, you know, what, what we would like to do with it and, and um, you know, just, de- you know, developing it even further. And it's just been a really wonderful experience to really sort of step into the lives of nurses and midwives in a lot of detail and really understand you know you know what are the challenges for them um because it's a you know it's such a critical critical essential service that we all Mm. you know we all need in our lives and and we really you know don't understand i think the the myriad of challenges that that you know people in these types of professions are are dealing with yeah absolutely well look it's amazing and just so inspiring you know what you what you and your team are doing um sharon so i guess if there's anyone listening um or maybe members of other shift working organizations that might be listening to the podcast right now and they're interested to learn more about the pro the project uh is there a way that they can contact you or what do you suggest that they do yeah, look, definitely. So we've got a, our website is www.happybodyatwork.com.au. Um, so they can uh, jump on there and have a look. Also, my email, which is very simply Sharon, S H A R O N, Sharon at happybodyatwork.com.au. Um, they can certainly send me an email. Uh, we certainly looking at, um, you know, Obviously, we've we've focused on this program and this pilot within the nurses and midwives mm. profession, and and we certainly do, um, you know, plan to roll that out on on a on a much broader scale. Uh, we had f- nearly uh, fifteen hundred and something nurses and midwives participate in this initial pilot. Uh, so certainly, once Macquarie University uh, do the you know, the post-program analysis, that'll be one of the largest sort of studies that's done in that. Uh, in that perspective, in that way, to actually look at the well-being of nurses and midwives, and it'll be really interesting, you know, to to, to look at you know what comes out of that data, and then certainly, um, you know, we we certainly have plans to 
because a lot of the content really can can be applied to other shift work oh, you know, type, type scenarios, yeah. you know, um, police, um, you know, emergency services, um, even construction work, fly and fly out, you know, all, all mm. of those different um, different industry groups, I, I think there's, there's um, yeah, a, a real need for it. And it's about, I guess, what we have the capacity to do is to, to look at um, each industry group and really unpack and understand it and and um, what are the specifics for that for that industry group and and we have the ability to customize the content for um, other industry groups in in a specific way yeah well that sounds really exciting <laughs> really exciting Sharon mm. and I'll be biased here and obviously my background in <laughs> aviation so I would love to see something like this rolled out uh, to help my former workmates in the aviation industry mm. because I know that they're struggling because I spent 20 years struggling myself and we had mm. no mm. no help or guidance at all so what you're doing is just it's just phenomenal and it's so refreshing to to you know, hear that they're you know the workplaces obviously starting off with the nurses and midwives, but they're open to taking it on board because, as you said, it's um, it just makes such a big difference not only on in productivity um, and you know general well-being and the patient care and everything, but also in people's home life and it's just got so many um yeah it has a snowball effect in so many ways Mm. but Mm. look this has been Mm. really informative sharon thank you so very much for joining me today um on your on your way (laughs) in the car (laughs) i'm sure that you know our listeners you know have been really inspired to hear you know about this um you know, happy people project, and just knowing that there are people out there like yourself who, you know, who really do care about the health and, and well being of our employees. So, thank you so very much. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Well, that's it for another edition of the Healthy Shift Worker podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to share it with other shift workers who you think may benefit. And if you really, really liked the show, I'd love it if you could give us a five-star rating on iTunes as this will help me to spread the Healthy Shift Worker message to more and more shift workers and organisations around the world. If you'd like access to more free resources, including my newsletter, just visit my website, healthyshiftworker.com and enter your name and email address. Thanks so much for tuning in and listening. Until next time, may you continue to be as healthy as you possibly can be despite working 24-7. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.